named after. Today's lesson is one life in one world. Okay, so we're going to open up our Gemara to Tractate Sanhedrin, page 37a. We're going to look inside after the lesson. Okay, and the Gemara says, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Gemara, and you're going to translate it. The Gemara tells us, one thing we know that the Torah does not allow murder. And he who causes a soul to be lost in the world understands, causes it. He loses it. The Torah says loses a soul, but loses a soul means eliminates a soul. He who eliminates a soul in the middle of the world. Okay, you just pulled the trigger at somebody? Sir, I'm not going to call you a murderer, which you are. I'm going to say you just destroyed the entire world. You just destroyed the entire world. Never been this. Ah, before it comes around. The Chom HaMekayeh Nefesh Echad Yisrael Ma'alev Aktuv Ke'ilu Ki'em Olam Malay. But if you have sustained a soul in Israel. In other words, that soul would have been lost. But you did something to sustain that soul, to give it life, to give it vitality. Guess what? Beloved brother, beloved sister, you just saved the entire world. Okay? Rashi teaches us an important principle. When we look at the Ten Commandments, and in the elaboration, the Torah itself says, the Torah says, if you do Hashem's will, you're going to be rewarded for 2,000 generations. How the time do And for someone, heaven forbid, that transgresses Hashem's will, he's going to be punished for four generations. In other words, four generations of offspring, that's if they don't do tshuva. For a person that goes against Hashem's will and doesn't do tshuva, he's going to be punished for four generations. For a person that does Hashem's will, good news, folks, 500 generations. You know how 500 generations are? You know how many generations we are from Mount Sinai? Our generation, people our age, are 110. Our children's generation are 111. Our grandchildren's generation are 112. Okay, so we're from Moses on Mount Sinai, we're 112 generations. We know, we have, we have our, but we know generation after generation where we come from. Well, Hashem, nobody has to tell us that where we are, what we're doing in the land of Israel. We, do, we have a, a complete, that's our Jewish genealogy. It's the greatest thing. We know exactly where our offspring are. We know where our ancestors are. All the way back to Israel, everyone's in Jacob. It's all documented. Even though I have a little loss on the way, uh, but despite the Inquisition and all the costs, here and there, document. So 500 generations? 500 generations? That's a good guarantee. Okay. So we see, Rashi says, Rashi says 2,000 divided by 4, that's 500. Rashi says a good measure is 500 times stronger than evil measure. Because if a person transgresses, his generation gets punished for four generations. But if he does good, his generations become rewarded for 2,000 generations. Good deal. 500 times stronger. So here, if we take Rashi's principle and apply it to the Gomorrah and Sanhedrin, 
If somebody eliminates a soul, they lost the entire world. But if somebody vitalizes a soul, it's like you vitalize 500 worlds. Not words, the words of Rashi. Like Rashi read that Ten Commandments. Okay? And it has to be applicable to your Torah. So it's 500 times stronger impression to save a life than to live a life. Because here, the person is uh, one piece of, he's a divine emissary to save a life. So why is it, well, let's ask ourselves a question. That, that, that's what the, what the Gemara says. We're talking about this particular Gemara. Anyone who eliminates a life, destroys the entire world, anyone who vitalizes a life, saves a life, saves an entire world. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, why does the Gemara say that about an entire world? Why does the Gemara call a human being an entire world? Uh, if I would call somebody up, okay, Come on, guys, so be a volunteer on stage, and I want you in, in front of the whole world on a live broadcast, and after it's going to be taped, and so many thousands of people, 10,000 people are going to see the broadcast, and I want you to raise your hand, lower your hand, what, what's this Simon says? What's this, a, a fitness class? You feel ridiculous. But if I would say, okay, listen, I'm going to slip you $100 under the table, do you come and participate? Raise your hand. We said $100, that's enough for food for Shabbat. That's wine, chicken, chalas, and chicken. That's great, okay? That's already reasoning. But there's some people that still wouldn't do it for that. They didn't go to price. We know that we do not do anything without reason. Okay, we have reason to get some type of benefit. If we know, and we're simple human beings, that we do not do anything without a purpose, why do we think Hashem does things without purpose? No such thing. Everything Hashem does, it has a purpose. Okay. So now stop the thing. Now we know that everything Hashem does have a purpose. And this is our third principle of Amuna. First, that everything comes from Hashem. Second, it's all for the best. Third, it's all from our purpose. It's interchangeable with Hashem loves me of purpose. When you take into consideration that everything Hashem does is for the best, Hashem does that love. Now you know whatever happens in your life, you look at it differently. Because everything happened in my life. It's a painful thing. I told two people today. I said, Amuna doesn't mean that you deny pain. No. Amuna does not mean that you say it doesn't hurt me. Amuna does not mean you say, Hashem, this is not pleasant to me. It's unpleasant. Okay? But Amuna does mean that you know it came from Hashem and not from the stick or the emissary. And you know that it came from a loving Father in heaven that is a woman. Alright? So you can say, Hashem, this hurts. This hurts. Hashem, illuminate my eyes how this is best for me. Illuminate my eyes where I need to correct. Okay, this is it. Okay, but you know Don't deny the pain. You know, when a person is, is out of the football field and he, and he broke his, his leg, thank you, Hashem, but no, go get, get, go get a cast on that. You let me out. You're letting go. Get cast. And sometimes painful. You can yell to Hashem. But you're only allowed to yell to Hashem when you know that Hashem is your loving Father and that everything goes from Him. Now you can yell. Now you can yell, it hurts. But if you don't know that, it's going to come out complaining. And when you come out complaining, your prayer is not going to be answered. Okay, this is, we're talking, sixth chapter in Orchadash. Let's come out in English very soon. This other Hashem. Okay, then you like the back of the year. What is the significance of the entire soul? 
Okay, we just established that we would not do anything without a purpose. It's ridiculous to think that Hashem is less smart than we are. Hashem gives our brain. Hashem would do something without a purpose. Do you know what that means? Now look at your life right now. You think Hashem does something for nothing? It means that Hashem put you on this earth at this particular point in time, Elul 5778, which is the latter part of August 2018. It means that if you are on earth right now, the world cannot function without you. That's Bayit Balibo Vidal Keshem, that I lift my heart and serve Hashem. Now you should realize your importance. You don't say, I want nothing, uh-uh. You've got a divine soul, you've got a task to do on earth, and you have to know that you're important. And you can't spend your life, what happened? Why do people squander their lives? Why do people squander their lives? They squander their lives in front of TVs, in front of movies, doing inconsequential things, wasting time, because either their souls are tired or they have a low self-image. When you've got a high self-image, you're doing things that are good for you, good for the world, good for the Shem. You have to know and realize that if Shem put you on earth, you, my brother, you, my sister, the world cannot function without you. Now, get back to the drawing board and do what you got to do. And if you don't know what you do, you can listen, what's my purpose in life? What should I be doing? It's a little inspirational book. You can finish it on a flight between Tel Aviv and, and New York. And it's called Six Days to the Top. We didn't book it to help you find out what you need to be doing in the world. But for for time being, to know if a shame has you in the world, that the world cannot function without you. Now we can understand how terrible suicide is. Where Shem puts you on earth to do a function, because Hashem, you have a, a, a very, very important question. Hashem does not create anything in the world for nothing. There's a famous story of King David. Hashem, why did you create black widow spiders? Oh, King David. David, you have questions about me? All right, you'll see. Hashem didn't ask him on the spot. But when King Saul was delirious in anger and jealousy and tried to kill King David, and he hid from him. David hid from Saul and his soldiers in the Judean desert. And he was in a cul-de-sac. It was a dead end. And he heard the horses of Saul's officers. And King David, if he looked at his watch, it would have been 90 seconds till that's it. 90 seconds. Nowhere to go. There's a sheer cliff up here. Nowhere to go. Okay, it's the canyon. But he looked around and he saw a cave. Didn't know what to do. He jumped in the cave. That's it. Hashem sent a black widow spider. And in 90 seconds, that black widow spider weaved a net that would take a normal spider six months to do. That was a miracle. And then King Saul's soldiers came in. They knew that David was there. Disappeared in thin air. Where'd he go? You couldn't climb the mountain. They would see him climbing the cliffs. You see it in, in, in the Judean desert, these cliff faces. You, you, you could see someone. No, no money. There. Oh, this is a hole. It was in the cave. And tried to go in the cave, and they stood back and saw this great big and black widow. You could recognize her from far away. She's got this white spot on her black white. It gets scared. Black widow. I said, they saw this man. 
couldn't be in there. Because you don't get past something like that alive. Anybody that touches that net, boom, she's right away with her venom. That's it. And they left. They couldn't understand. They're baffled. Hashem revealed himself to David. Any more questions, my son? Any more questions? This way I think Hashem does not make a single creation on earth with no need. Now, if Hashem creates a black widow spider and poisonous snakes, venomous snakes, and, 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 and mice and rats and everything else, what about a human being? What about a human being with an ashama that learns Torah and keeps myths? I can't believe it. The, the entire world. The entire world. The, 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 the whole world. The, the, with the Torah, the, the Gemara. That talks about the, the entire world. You know what it is? If you're a yeshiva guy and somebody wants to talk to you and you say, I can't talk, I'm going to my Gemara, and you keep your head in the Gemara. Wow. Are you a Kolo guy and you're, le you're learning Torah and finances are tough, this and that, and people try to say, yeah, go, go. I keep my head in the Torah. Unbelievable. You're maintaining the world. And if they would see, they would see people had spiritual eyes. They see who's maintaining the security of the of land of Israel. You think it's the IDF? Sorry. Sorry. You think they're doing a favor, giving a deferment to the call guys of land? Sorry. But people don't want to hear it. No, they want to hear it. They want to look at physical eyes. No. You see, Hashem shows exactly who does what. Okay. Now. People say, but wait a second, Rebbe I hear what you say, it all sounds nice, but I'm, I'm such a, a simple person, I'm such a small, insignificant person. Hold it. Hold it. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. How many letters in the Sefer Torah? Depends on where you count them. There's the one way you count the 306,000, one way you count the 600,000. Okay, people use, it says that there are 600,000 Roots of souls and Jewish people in 600,000 letters in Sefer Torah. All right, suppose you have 599,999 kosher letters. One letter in a Sefer Torah is unkosher. Take that Sefer Torah, you put the garden, its belt, on the outside of the Sefer Torah, is now temporarily unworthy to read from until it's fixed, you have to have a server to fix it, okay? Unless the Shem's name, you can't fix the Shem's name, you gotta write a whole new parchment, you have to do a replacement of a whole piece of parchment, right? It's called Ashtala, like an, an, an implant. One letter, one letter, one letter. This is why, intrinsically, you can't talk about another Jew. Because when you say another Jew is not kosher, you're saying that you're saying the whole the, the Jewish people not kosher. It's the worst thing in the world. Worst thing in the world. Okay. You're not insignificant. Hashem created the world, and so Rabbi Nachman says in Torah, hey, a person has to look Rabbi Nachman's words. A person has to say that Hashem created the world for me. That the whole world depends on you. Not your responsibility. What's your responsibility? I have to pray for the whole world. You have to pray for the land of Israel, pray for the whole world, pray for the Jewish people, pray for the peace of the world, pray for the red light of the nations. You have to pray for the non-Jewish people too. 
No, it just says we're not second. We're the prince. It's our job. There should be peace in the world. There should be a mood in the world. There should be light in the world. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should be healthy. It's our job. Don't say you're insignificant. Ah, but that's still you're talking about nice thing. It's it's nice for the for the, the the living room with a cup of coffee. It's not practical life. It is practical life. Give example Sefer Torah. Okay, when I say Sefer Torah, give an example with a uh, supersonic jet. Supersonic jet flies Mach 1.4. Okay, we're not talking about a jet fighter. Fast than the speed of sound. Okay, there was the. Uh, uh, what was the name of that? The, the, uh, not the Condor. Uh, the, the, the plane, they, 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 they grounded it. Did we go from... Uh, Concord. 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 There was a Concord. It was supersonic. It go from London to New York in, in how fast? Three hours. No more than three hours. No more than three hours. All right, but they had problems with the, that. They grounded it. All right, but just imagine you're a screw in the wing of a Concorde. Screw, a little screw, or a bolt. One bolt in the wing of a Concorde. And that Concorde is flying supersonic. That bolt, or that little nut, or that tiny little screw, can't say, look at me, this whole big plane. And 400 people can sit inside of it. And what am I, I'm a little screw, I'm not the engine, I'm not the avionics, I'm not that, but what are the avionics? Transistors, who knows, an electronic part. No, not significant. Because Mr. Tiny Bolt, you come loose, that plane's going down. That plane cannot afford that one little tiny screw. You have to understand that the entire world depends on you. 